What do you mean you pissed on your floor? Oh, I saved that for the patrons. What do you mean? I save it for the patrons. <laughs> That's where the good shit comes out. Anything involved with with piss and shit? You, how have you fucking spilt that on the floor? Look at that. Look at the mess. Look at that. It's the first time I picked it up, so it's obviously well, you. No, it's you, because you're, you're the cunt that put it down. Look at the mess. Up. No, look at the mess that you've made. It's not oh. me, is it? That's going to stain. Oh, fuck off. What well, it is, it's coffee. What a stain. You'd be fucked if this was carpet. Luckily, this is tiling. Give it a rest. Look, animal. Piss on the floor and now you're fucking spilling coffee on mine. Mm-hmm. It's mental. <coughs> We're here. Again, for another week. You need to liven up. What are you doing? Looking at your Tesco socks. Oh. Tesco's value, mate. Do you like that? Hmm. You know I got the jumper to match. Of course. Yeah. They had no t-shirts and shorts, otherwise I would have got the full gear. What can I say? That's how it works. <laughs> Feel like adding anything today? I was waiting for you to do your intro. This is it. We're in it. We're in the mix of it. Thick of it. Episode number... Oh, fuck knows. Um, 40... No, 50... 40... 50-something? 50 40-something? 40 okay, 50 then. 50-something? Let's talk... Oh, before we do that, we have surpassed 5,000 downloads. 65. Hmm? Episode 65. Okay. So we've surpassed 5,000 downloads, so thank you. Do the maths with that, what you will. Yeah. What is that? I don't know, it's a lot. What is that? It's a fair bit. 5,000. I don't like the maths. 52. Oh, something. Fucking small numbers. (laughs) Is it? (laughs) That's not... How does that make sense, though? Because that's not the average. I don't want to talk the numbers. That's not the average. What do you mean? That's not that's not our average of listeners. But some but... have done a lot better than others. Oh that's yeah, why. this is true. Um, so thanks for that. Mm. Anyway, you yeah. finished Assassin's Creed Mirage. Let's go. You gave it a. I'll, I'll, straight let, into I'll it. let you fucking reveal your score. At oh, all right. Well, Mark's platinumed it. Last week you said I've only played a couple of hours. It's looking good. Last blah, week, blah, blah, so let's jump off from that. Last week, I had put two hours into the game. Was it two hours? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I've now finished it with sixteen hours. Bang on sixteen hours into the game. It came out last Thursday, uh, so we're a little over a week. And Mark platinumed it. He started playing it Friday night and had it platinumed on the Saturday, which is quite. He platinumed it in twenty-four hours. Something like that, yeah. That's fucking mental. Or he had it done Sunday. Either way, he started it on the Friday and it was done before the fucking week, the next week begun. Um, so, uh, I thought, right, well, I'm not interested in Platinum's, but I will obviously finish it. And it's a short campaign. Right, my. I'll give you the overall score first and then I'll explain why I've given this, it the overall this score. This review will be, be spoiler free, by the way, I'm guessing. There's not much to spoil. Well, let's not, because I see that Sam said he was going to play it soon. So. Okay, all right. It will be spoiler free. It'll be spoiler free. Um, I give it, I give it a five point five out of ten. Oh, you gave it a six. Yeah, it's gone down. It's quite possibly one of the worst Assassin's Creeds I've ever played. That's crazy. And I don't think I'd bother buying another one. No, that's your favourite franchise, yeah, I know. isn't it? It's awful. I hate saying it. I feel sorry for you. I you'd be laughing at me if this was I know, the other way around. I know, You're but but we've grown up. We've grown up in our time together. Um, I think, I think Ubisoft need need to leave Assassin's Creed. Um, if I'm honest, I think it. I think it's it's done. It's run its it's run its course. So the the game itself, it's not a bad game. It, it's 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 so difficult to to relay properly, but. There's three aspects in the game that are incredible, like the best I've ever experienced. Number one is the assassinations. All right, they just for some reason they just feel so incredibly good, and they're gory and they're they're just fun to do. You spend probably ninety five percent of your combat is stealth and assassinations. That is the most of it. 
Um, admittedly, there's no uh, there's no twin hidden blades. You only got the one, which is that's old school. That's where I used to be. Yeah, yeah that is that is canon. Um, but so your 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 assassinations, albeit slightly limited, are still very fun to do. The tools that you get, so like throwing knives, smoke bombs, the the typical um, tools that you've always had throughout pretty much all the games. Very, very, very fun. Very fun. They feel very responsive. They feel very useful. You know how I genuinely thought that was the What's the Button hoodie that you was about to throw on that? I appreciate you using your own hoodie. Oh, it is the What's the Button hoodie. (laughs) It's It's the fucking Genesis. It's the old one. You just threw the OG well, it's giving me it's giving me anxiety at being there. Yeah, well, I suppose if anyone's allowed to put what's the buttons merch on fucking coffee stains, it's us. I guess. If, any, if we're not allowed to, if anyone can ruin their own flag, it must be the owners of said flag. Okay. Um, so you know how in a lot of games, if they they give you um, they give you a wheel of tools that you can unlock, nine times out of ten you don't really utilize them. Correct. I throw you over to. Horizon Zero Dawn, you have a whole fucking load of different things, different bombs and arrows and shit like that. You can norm- you normally find your niche and stick with it. Is 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 usually what happens. Well, on in this game is in Assassin's Creed Mirage, it feels good to use everything, absolutely everything. For example, smoke bombs. Um, throw you throw it down, it blows up. A big old red mist comes, and regardless of if you're in combat or not in combat. You can throw this bomb down around a load of people and you can start assassinating them. And it lasts quite a while and there's there's all different talents and stuff like that that you can pick which enhance certain um, tools like your throwing knives and um, your abilities and, and things like that. So the, the assassinations and the tools feel really good, especially the throwing knives. Throwing knives feel really, really fucking responsive, really, really nice to, to use, of which myself and Mark... What, that was our primary source of fucking killing people was the throwing knives. The third thing that I found really, really great and f- was one of the things that everyone speculated when it f- was first announced and when we first saw that reveal trailer and the game plan and things like that is it's called Focus. You know that teleportation ability? Yep. It's called Focus. So fucking fun to use. Unbelievably fun. You can, you can, you can skill it up so that you can get I had five bars of focus. It's basically like Dead Eye from from Red Dead. You 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 freeze time, and then as long as you're within range and you can visibly see people, you can tag them. Zip about. And then yeah, you, you teleport behind them. So you find yourself like I said. I, I had you start with four bits of focus, so you can kill four enemies at once. Um, and then it, I had five. I can't remember if you can go up six or not, but you can take out an entire room with it. And it just makes life so much more fun, and the combat a lot more, more engaging, and the and the the stealthy side of it. And I feel like once you delve into the story, because it's revealed to you very very early on as to why you can do this, um, it makes perfect sense. When you sit, when we all saw that teleportation first, with no. Um, reason as to why you're able to do this. It was very much like, well, what the fuck's this? Why can we suddenly do that? But that's revealed very quickly and you understand it. And it's one of those abilities where you use it consistently all the fucking time. And once your focus is done, you can rebuild it every time you get an assassination kill, which is all the fucking time. So you are using it very consistently. Those three things were probably the only good things about this game. It sounds like most of the game was good, though, with them three things no. being the best things. No, no, okay. no. Keep going. Absolutely not. The free running is probably the worst free running I've ever experienced in any single game in my life. It made me want to put the controller through the telly, and I had Steph play it, and she hated it as well. You said last week free running felt good. It did, and then it went to absolute shit. What happened? I've determined that two hours is not enough time to understand how a game's feeling. It's not enough. The nostalgia was high on then. I've finished it now. I've completed it. The nostalgia is at an all-time zero. The free running is so janky, and you'll experience it if you ever play it. Your character feels so, so fucking slow. So slow. 
what they've done is they've changed the button layout as well. Where it used to be you hold down X to engage sprint, and that was also your free running to engage it. They changed it, so now you click in the left stick, right? Very fucking annoying. They've also changed the way you do combat. So rather than it being the typical like square, square triangles and circles, no, it's R1 is your main attack, and then your heavy attack is the hold down R1, and then L1 is your parry, right? And then you can dodge with circle. Obviously, if you're on Xbox or whatever, it's different. Um, but they that the free running felt stupid. It felt dumb. Imagine a set of stairs with pillars next to it, and then, I don't know, a fucking rooftop. If you're aiming to climb up those pillars and go to the rooftop, your geezer will try and jump up the stairs. You know what I mean? There's so many different things where you think, why can't you just grab onto that? Why can't you do that? Or because of the running, because you feel so slow, it completely ruins the flow of anything. And it's not like it. you have to toggle the sprint. Yeah. And then every time you free run, and then you say you climb up a building and then carry on, you're no longer sprinting. I've got to toggle sprint again. And then I jump off a ledge. I've got to toggle sprint again. And then when you hang off a ledge and then press circle to go to like progressively go down, half the time it doesn't work, or you just hold down circle and you drop off a ledge. When you do any of that, it immediately puts you in crouch the minute you touch the ground, which means when you then go to sprint, sprinting doesn't take you out of crouch because crouch you can sprint in crouch but a lot slower than a normal sprint. So you have to take yourself out of crouch to so then sprint. And then you hit some free running again and then you're not sprinting again and then you've got to sprint. It's just so... It didn't feel, it didn't feel good at all. It was more annoying than it was. I found myself purposely skipping bits of free running, like running through, running upstairs and running in between buildings and stuff like that on the floor, as opposed to climbing the fucking things because it was just doing my head in with the fucking climbing. Especially when you find yourself in combat or you're trying to stay hidden, the amount of times you would accidentally go up a ledge, or imagine. Imagine you have a squared off area with a foot worth of a fucking ledge. Normal, your normal mind would think you can either step onto that ledge and then just simply step off without having to do anything. The game would know that that's not for fucking free running. I just want to get over it. But you would have to engage a climb to step up onto the ledge. And then you can't just walk off the fucking thing. You then got to engage, engage a disengage off a ledge to get off the fucking thing, which sounds doesn't sound that bad. But when you're trying to stay hidden and not get into combat, combat is a fucking nightmare. And I think a lot of people will have the same the same thoughts and feelings with that one. Free running just isn't good. Hand-to-hand -hand combat shit. It's the worst hand-to-hand -hand combat. I've the, the melee is awful. Absolutely awful. It is extremely boring. Every single enemy has the same fucking moveset. It's the same patterns. It's... They have an ability where they shine red, and that's one that you have to dodge, otherwise it does a lot of damage. They have an ability that shines bronze or orange or something like that. That's the ability that you can parry. And then it'll pop up and it'll say that you can kill them. R1, kill them. Rinse and repeat. You've got a shitty stamina bar that after about three or four hits is depleted, so you then got to wait for that to recharge. And it's just very boring. It's very boring. You know how Shadow of War those types of games where it is very simple combat but the hordes of enemies it makes you feel like everything's linked up how you can parry one then boom kill but it's the same recipe but it just doesn't feel anywhere near as good the animations is the key there isn't it every time you're in a combat and someone tries to hit you from behind in batman uh, or shadow of war and you counter it, you, your character will like turn and block and frame over his shoulder, then you mm. block, you'll counter mm. something else, and you'll move in another way. Mm. That's why it, you might just be pressing the same two buttons. But you're you're doing yeah, those different animations things. animations are different. Yeah, Assassin's Creed, you haven't got that. There's an ability right at the end of one of the talent trees that you can get where basically that red attack that comes up that you need to dodge, you can forwards roll into it, and then you'll roll over their back, and then you're then you're behind them, and you can start attacking. Again, you're putting that right at the end of a fucking skill tree. That's the final product of one of those skill trees. So by the time you've reached the end of that, unless you've piled all of your skills into that specific tree, of which there's only three, and there's only about nine fucking things in each tree, so it's not massive, but by the time you've got there, you're at the end of the game anyway, unless you've done all of the side stuff and none of the main story. 
Um, so it, it just from a from a combat combat point of view, they also you the armor and the weapons are useless. There is absolutely no rhyme or reason to them whatsoever. So you don't, um, you know how in old Assassin's Creed, if you kill someone, they drop their weapon. You used to be able to pick up their weapon for a little bit, stuff like that. You can't do any of that shit, all right? So let me explain. You have a sword and you have a dagger, right? That, those are your, those are your two two weapons, and they're your only weapons. There's no maces, there's no axes, there's no spears, there's no long swords. There's nothing like that. You have this scimitar or scimitar. Is it how you say it? Scimitar, uh, scimitar, scimitar, scimitar. We'll go, we'll go scimitar. I think it might be scimitar. Um, scimitar and a and a dagger, uh, of which I got a a a cool sword and a cool dagger for having the collector's edition, and every weapon and every bit of armor has a unique like ability. So, for example, um, my final armor it had um five percent increase like focus regain on assassination kills and every single bit of armor and every single gear you can level up three times so the armor is actually an outfit so it's not like you got your helmet your shoulders your chest it's all just one one piece of gear they're all fucking useless right none of them make any sort of difference you know how cyberpunk was with all of their armor at the beginning it's basically like that they've got little tiny little bits that make no fucking Point one health regeneration. Literally, yeah. You're talking 5%, which you can upgrade. So it goes up in like 5%. This focus one, for example. But again, it's not a necessity. One that I was using for most of the game just makes you quieter while you're sneaking around. And I I, I upgraded it to max almost instantly. Basically, from what I gathered in my playthrough, is you can't, you can't go and buy gear and weapons off of vendors or anything, you can only really upgrade them. The gear itself you find randomly in chests, which is quite rare. Instead, you find schematics, which is which allows you to upgrade those bits of gear and those weapons. But like I say, they don't actually make any form of difference whatsoever, especially with the weapons. The damage, they've got a damage level and a parry level. There's very, very little differentiation between any of the weapons, which means they're redundant. You can very, very comfortably have the exact same gear and the exact same weapons that you start the game with. Don't upgrade them and you'll be absolutely fine, which to me means it's a pointless system. If I can use the default and not have to do anything with it, it's pointless. What's the, what's the, what's the fucking point? So it, it, it makes the combat even more boring. Because you're not, there's nothing new for you to try out with it. It's the, the, there's some weapons on there that you can buy from the Ubisoft store that will um, like set enemies on fire or poison them, which I'm sure you can find things like that in-game. I didn't actually find any because I didn't just didn't come across any. There's like loot chests knocking around where sometimes you have to solve a little puzzle or you have to try and break down a door and stuff like that. After doing about 10 of them, they become so fucking tedious that you just can't be bothered. Especially when the current shit that you're using is doing its job as it is. There's no necessity to do anything. Like how when you play Elden Ring for the first time, you're getting fucking slaughtered to the point where it's like, I either invest time in getting better gear and levelling up. Get good. Yeah, I either get good or I put my fist through the wall. Mm -hmm. I have raw. So it, it forces you to go out, explore the world get better gear, get level yourself up, hone your skills, and then come back and try again. Assassin's Creed Mirage is by no way anything fucking Soulsborne. I'm not liking in the two. But just having something to make it uh, worth my time doing anything with my gear and my fucking weapons, of which it didn't. It just didn't fucking do anything. Um, another thing that I didn't like, the story was shit until the very end which I find that annoying. It was very... I wasn't attached to anything at all. The voice acting was shit. The face animations were shit. The graphics were shit. It just didn't feel good. And this is coming from someone who fucking loves Assassin's Creed. It's tattooed on my arm. I've got three Assassin's Creed tattoos. I fucking love the series. No Basim going on It's everywhere. Arm. I like Basim as a character. The ca that's the annoying thing. The characters themselves, I like them. There's a lot of potential there. They're really fucking cool. However, the execution of it, it just wasn't, 
it didn't feel good. The vo- the voice acting was good, but it wasn't at the same time because it didn't fit with the characters nor the facial animations, which made the voice acting bad. It weren't it weren't enjoyable. You found yourself reading the subtitles quicker than they're saying them and then skipping through because it's just it just wasn't engaging whatsoever. Um and then you have things like the 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 quest logs themselves very plain boring quests very plain and boring there again there there's nothing that's keeping you basically you end up with this you end up with this map with your main target is in the middle and it's surrounded by other targets and each target is obviously the people that you that you kill in like every assassin's creed game and you have to find clues in order to find out where these people are and they're all just the same shit it's the same shit over and over again and the the bosses within those those levels we we'll call them don't feel like bosses at all me and mark were saying this morning there was one one of the ones he did he didn't even realize he'd killed the boss it just popped up saying on his quest log that that, that he had killed him there was another time, and me and him both had the same thing. You can hire rebels to to help you attack, like mercenaries and shit like that. They're fucking killing the boss. Well, that's not normal. That's not fun. And you can also, I know it's Assassin's Creed, but you can also assassinate the bosses with no prior requirements whatsoever. So all of them, as long as you're in the right position, you can get on a ledge, you can get in a bush, whatever, and you can just kill them one hit. That's a boss. That's the main boss. But if you do end up in combat with them, they're no different to a normal enemy whatsoever. They're no different. There's no challenge there, which I think in a lot of cases is okay as long as the story is good. But when the story's not fucking holding you and the bosses in that story are shit, it makes it even worse. So I feel like for me, it when you said last week it was originally meant to be a DLC which was then turned into a game, it should have been made a DLC. It should have stayed as a DLC because I wouldn't put it... I I was saying it's okay, it's so short because it's only a 45 quid game. I wouldn't have been happy paying 45 quid for that. I would have 25, 30 quid. If, if the people listening, if you're wanting to get Assassin's Creed Mirage, get it on discount because it just isn't worth it. It's not worth it. And if you haven't played Valhalla either, the ending of Mirage... Makes no sense whatsoever. <laughs> makes none. Because you don't know the law. You don't know the law of Basim. Because obviously Basim's introduced in Valhalla. He is. Of which I had to... The ending's very good, but I had to Google what it what it meant because it does not make any sense. Because you haven't finished Valhalla, have you? No, and I'm not going to because it's too long. I can't bother. Mm. But when you Google it and you, you find out the history of Basim and, and, and someone's explained it... That's when you go, oh shit, yeah, that makes sense. And you look, you think back to what you've just seen and you go, yeah, that makes sense, that makes sense, that's cool, that's cool. But unless you do that, it's like, well, I ain't got a fucking clue what's going on here. Okay, so I feel like after all that, five and a half is quite generous. <laughs> it's, building blocks wise, it's a good game, man. It When they said they were going back to their roots, it definitely felt like they had gone back to their roots. It felt a lot more... Assassin's Creed 2, Black Flag, Brotherhood style. It was it wasn't anything like the last three. It was a lot more toned down, which I enjoyed. I much preferred playing Mirage as I did Valhalla and Origins. Obviously I skipped Odyssey. Um But they just it was just so boring. It was so boring. There's no attachment there whatsoever. And the best part about it was just doing assassination kills. But it didn't matter who you was killing. It was pointless. Well, it's sitting at a 77 on PS5, 78 on Xbox, 77 on PC on Metacritic. So it's mediocre. They're a lot more generous than yourself. It's average. It's, it's, not, it's not fantastic. You know what I mean? It's not, it's not awful. But mm. in my opinion, out of all the Assassin's Creed games that I have played... That's either the worst or Valhalla. You know what I mean? The last three Assassin's Creed games that I've played have been the worst Assassin's Creed games that I have played. And I would probably say that Mirage is more or less the worst one 
because that was supposed to be taking it back to its roots and giving you that nostalgic how it used to be feel when it just mm. it just wasn't it didn't it didn't deliver. Well, this reviewer gave it a four, and this is what he said. Whilst I like the idea of going back to the core elements of Assassin's Creed, I feel like this was a poor way of doing it. The characters feel bland and two-dimensional. The campaign is short and predictable, and the gameplay loop is extremely underwhelming. If you play for a while, you'll notice there is only one type of finisher animation that you repeatedly use after a parry. The game has only two types of weapons, a sword and a dagger. All variants of these, of which there are only six respectively, yep. share the same animation and feel. The old engine that is being used also hurts the game, as the graphics and physics feel dated. Can't even come close to other next-gen games that have come out in the last few years. Conclusively, this game did a very poor job of going back to its roots, making it feel basic, boring and forgettable. Yep. I obviously I'm happy that I got the collector's edition because I think everything I got in that the steel book, the statue of Bassim, the map of Baghdad, the brooch, all of that stuff, the art book, I'm very happy with that. I don't feel bad that I've bought the game. I don't regret anything and I'm happy that I've played it and completed it. But it's just not it's just not good, man. It's 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 just not a good game. Simple as. I agree with everything that 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 reviewer has just said. It's so bland. So bland. I have never looked through my phone more whilst playing a game mm. and this is a series that I love it's your favourite I cherish it? this this is my favourite this is hands down my favourite next to The Last of Us this is my this is my penultimate gaming franchise and it was just fucking awful absolutely awful the only thing that I'm interested in is that weird remaster remake, remake thing they're, they're supposedly doing a black flag but in terms of new iterations of Assassin's Creed I don't think I'll bother if it's going to be anything like that because it just wasn't and this isn't this isn't a small time developer either you know what I mean they know what they're fucking doing and it was it was just waff it feels very much like well you you want us to make a cheap game you'll get cheap quality simple so that that, that it's yeah it's a letdown I sympathise with you it's just boring man very boring Sam get it but you've been warned man don't expect to have a real fucking fantastic time what I can imagine it's like is you know when we were playing Final Fantasy and we eventually settled on the fact that it's shit <laughs> and Sam and Sam was like yeah it's a bit waff but I've got that nostalgic attachment yeah. to it so it's decent for me that's how I feel if I didn't love Assassin's Creed I would have been sitting there going what the fuck is this Mark sold this game and the steelbook he made 80 quid quid back Sold them for like forty quid each, so he's 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 all right. <laughs> I won't sell anything because I like to keep the, the the addition together. But yeah, it's just um, disappointing to say the least. Um, yeah, I'm disappointed for you. Yeah, I, the Final Fantasy thing. I think uh, I don't I don't really think it was a bad game. I think I just put too much in too quick, and it just it was just a bit dull after a while. Mm. I do see why people love it because people do fucking love that shit. Um, you'll be surprised to know I haven't played Baldur's Gate. I'm not surprised whatsoever. It's not over. I might be at the reason why. It's not over. It's just... I feel like I needed a break. <laughs> I'd put like over 60 hours in <laughs> in probably 65 hours worth of life. Yep. So yep. I just needed a break and... I hit a bit of a brick wall where I was just banging my head against this geezer or this boss uh, fight. This is a couple of levels higher than me. And in Boulder's Gate, a couple of levels higher is dangerous. Mm -hmm. So I feel like I need to back out of that and, and come back to that. And it was just eating away at me that Cyberpunk was just sitting there. So, I yeah, I jumped in Cyberpunk and I've been, I've been playing that all week. Um... I finally made it to the DLC. I just bum rushed the story. Really, uh, I was just skipping dialogue and mm. all sorts because I, was, I don't know. I couldn't. I didn't know when the DLC was going to kick in because you have to get to a certain point. Mm. Um, so you have to get to Pacifica and do a mission there, and then Mister Hands bells you up. He's like, "What are you saying, geez?" And I was like, "What are you saying?" And then we said, "What are you saying to each other for ten minutes?" And then I headed off to Dogtown. It's fucking very interesting. I'm enjoying it. Yeah. Um, I love it. I think it's great. It's not Boulder's Gate. 
And Boulder, this is what I said would happen. Fucking shocker. This is what's happening already. First game I've played since Boulder's Gate, and I'm just seeing that it's not Boulder's Gate. Well, yeah, they're two completely different fucking games. I am aware of this. Massively different. Um, Boulder's Gate doesn't have Idrisil sitting in the middle of Dogtown, though. What? Who's got Idrisil in the middle of Dogtown? Dogtown. It's got Idrisil. You don't see the massive fucking tree that's in the middle of Dogtown. No, I haven't. How? Because I haven't seen it. Have so you been in Dogtown? Of course I have. You would have seen it. I haven't. Definitely have. I haven't seen it. I've seen a big pyramid. Um, I haven't seen that. What? Well, exactly. So we're we're at a crossroads. Well, it's impossible here. not to because you see it as soon as you come out the garbage chute. The pyramid's there, and it's impossible to not see the tree because you literally one of the first missions you do in Dogtown. Is next to the fucking tree. Well, how do you know I've done the missions in Dogtown? Because you just told me that you've been in Dogtown. I've been in Dogtown. So you would have seen the tree because it's in the centre of it. It's literally there. No, I haven't seen it. Nevertheless. I'm talking shit. It's not Boulder's Gate. It doesn't feel like Boulder's Gate and it's not Boulder's Gate. So that's the only thing letting it down. Did you see what Sam said about Boulder's Gate? Yeah, I read all that and I just dismissed it and thought what a Of course you did. I stand with Sam. I know you would. 100%. Um... You're just a fucking whelp, but... Uh, no, it's just... It's what? It's not everyone's cup of tea, is it? I know it's not everyone's, it's not cup, everyone's cup of tea. It's not everyone's cup of tea. I don't want it to be. Is it? People like you, scum, need to stay out. You only drag it down anyway. Um, I bought it before you did. Yeah, because you had a PC. and you wanted Yeah, to and I played it before you did. And I've never said a bad thing about it. Well, you just did. I stammer Sam. Yeah, that's not saying a bad thing about it. Just shut up. Even he said he couldn't. It's just not our cup of tea. Sam doesn't like it. That's fine. Um, I get his reasons. I would rather not have a turn-based combat style game. But there we are. It's still my favourite game of all time. I don't even really like turn-based combat games. Um, yeah, so the problem with Phantom Liberty and Cyberpunk is it's not Bowler's Gate. And that's the only bad thing I can say about it. Other than that, it's been, it's been pretty good. How far into it are you? Barely anything. I have met Idris. Mm-hmm. Took him to the place where he needed to go to see the person that he needed to see. Okay, so you've definitely been near the tree. He took her off and I left Dogtown and went back to Night City. I think we're... What, and you haven't gone any further than that? No. We're at the same point then because I haven't picked up... It's a squirrel. It's cool. Because mm. I haven't picked up Phantom Liberty since then. Not because I don't want to play it, just because I've been doing other things. Yeah, he... Because uh, it says... Uh, he fucks off and then it says give him two days and then he'll bell you. Yeah, I just skipped those two days. Yeah, I didn't. So I just went out. I like to let things play as if it was actually real life playing. Yep. So I went out and uh, I'd done a gig. I went and saved someone from some fucking clinic or something. And then I found a car and I stole that. And then someone said, bring it here. So I drove out of Dogtown being chased shooting out of the car and then I lot dropped that off and then I carried on the main story and Phantom Liberty because excuse me they kind of coincide really well where where it starts you off in Dogtown plays into like the overall narrative as it's like the whole package now um it plays into the overall narrative so it doesn't feel like jarring jumping from uh Phantom Liberty back to Night City to go and Mm. carry on with the main missions with like uh, Takamura if that is his name I think he is uh, about to do the mission where you have to do the big you know the big parade in Japan town with the float yep. about to do that um, and then obviously you've got Matey Bob ringing you up it's quite amusing I was I was out having dinner with Takamura and, nice uh, it was like a cut scene as well and then it just popped up that fucking Reed was ringing me and I was like oh, that's weird and then he answered and, and uh, V just went oh, I'm a bit busy right now Hmm. Like, that's that's cool that the interaction has played out. Yeah, that's a nice little... That it's ringing during a cutscene because they're kind of still connected. It's cool. Um, so, yeah, I've had a great time. I found uh, a Terminator Easter egg, which was pretty These cool. These are decent. Yeah. Have you seen Terminator 2? I think so. I think I have, probably. Yeah, <clears> Terminator <throat> 2 Easter egg, in, and that was in Night City. Um, but overall, yeah, it's just more cyberpunk at the moment. And I'm all for more cyberpunk. Uh, gunplay still feels great. The uh, I was confused. I installed a 
San Vestas Dine or whatever it's called. To San slow Deviston. Down. Yeah, that's the one. The slow down time. Uh, but by doing that, it takes away your ability to hack people because it takes up your hacking slot. Mm. It takes away your cyberware slot. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I don't think that was the way it used to be. So that's an interesting change. So you can't have both of them. So I went back to hacking because I like hacking people. It's fun. Um, See, I never hack anyone. What? So I probably need to go for that. Oh, no, always. Right, I'm fucking guns blazing. I mean... Yeah, but you can. You can guns blaze and hack. When you, uh, yeah, you know, no, I know. You just I'd start, set one on fire and then shoot the other one or, or reboot his optics and he's like, I can't fucking see, man. I know, so, I just don't. I just go I in with the shotguns. Nah, yeah. Well, I mean, blowing heads fine. off. That's fine. Play it how you like. It's <coughs> the beauty of the game. But yeah, at the you moment... sound devastating now. I think it's... Uh, I mean, it's fucking really good. A lot, I like all the changes... Like cars, like guns. One thing has always bothered me about Cyberpunk, and it still bothers me, and I can't believe it's not in it. Why on earth you can't do wheelies on motorbikes? Pisses me. Yeah, off. it's stupid, isn't it? It pisses me off really more than, more than it should. I don't and know why it annoys me. As and I don't does. understand why there isn't a handbrake button. There is. There isn't. There is. What is it? Then? I use it every time. What is it? X. No. Yes. I promise you. I even wheel spin. I hold down accelerate. I hold down X and it goes, and then I let off X. And it goes, I promise you, it doesn't come up on the side of the screen. No, that's why I won't fucking. Yeah, well, you can press square to beep your horn as well. Did you know that? No, I knew about square, but all but the that times doesn't come up on the side. Of the no, screen but either. all the times I pressed X, it's never done anything for me. I promise you, handbrake turn. That's oh my how, god! That's how I was about to say I was like, it hasn't got because I thought it was one of those where where. L2 is obviously brake and I thought that was the handbrake that they're thrown in as well like the, the same button and I was like I hate it when people do that oh shit no wonder the fucking I do UEs all the time I just hold press X and then just do a UE in the road yeah <laughs> yeah I need to fucking alright oh, fair play fair yeah. play but yeah wheelies on bikes man don't understand it it pisses me off a lot more than it should. I don't know why it annoys me cause I, I like the jumping off the bikes though yeah I didn't get that tree that's that fun skill. now um, I've mainly gone for the swords. Uh, pretty much maxed that out. Got all the finishers and shit. Uh, still pretty low level. Um, in comparison to what I was, but yeah, I'm having a lot of fun with it. But I'm still, still itching and thinking about Boulder's Gate. It's just constantly in my mind, and now I'm having the same feeling I had when I was playing Boulder's Gate about Cyberpunk. I'm having the same feeling about Boulder's Gate while I'm playing Cyberpunk. I want to go and play Boulder's Gate now. Feel like I'm missing out. So yeah, how near are you to the end of Baldur's Gate? Yeah. Well, I'm in the final act. Oh. So I'm in Act Three, um, and I think the level cap is level twelve, <coughs> and I'm like nine or ten. Or so you're near there. I'm not. I'm level ten. So you're yeah, I'm near. near. But this this Act Three is huge. Like the amount of stuff you can do in Act Three and the the places and oh, it's mad. Um. So yeah, I'm having a I'm having a great time, but I will get back to Bowlers Gate free. Oh, excuse me, I'm tired today. Very soon, and I'm looking forward to it. Don't be telling me how long is Act Three if that's what you're fucking googling. I wasn't going to. I wasn't going to. All I was going to simply say was I was going to talk about the beef. Talk about the beef then. The beef. Um, sorry. So, I put a comment on TikTok. Yeah, that beef. I put a comment on TikTok and it got small fry, a little 423 likes now, rather quickly, and 73 comments underneath it of people having a full-blown argument kicking off in the in the comment section, which I've very much enjoyed reading. And it's basically, I commented on the new PS5 Slim and I said, nobody asked for this. Why do we want a removable disk drive? Which I think was valid. I I feel like that was a valid statement. <laughs> I felt that was a valid statement to make. Of which a lot of people agreed with me and a lot of people didn't agree with me. So I want to talk about the PS5 Slim, please. If you'll have me. Right. Okay. Let me block that. Um... I've got a little article here that tells you the differences <clears throat> in the PS5 Slim and the normal PS5 Slim. So, uh, basically, as far as I am aware, the P5 
PS5 Slim. The original PS5 has 825 gigabytes of storage. Yeah, that's the um, that's the standard edition, right? And then you can expand that storage. The PS5 Slim has one terabyte of storage. So that's 825 before the system software goes on. So I think you're left with like 600 and something. So I'm going to imagine one terabyte is probably around 800 odd, maybe, after the system takes a fucking portion of it. All right. And it says, just like at the PS5's launch in late 2020, there are two PS5 Slim models. One of them has a built-in disk drive and the other one is digital only. Those are the only differences and obviously the size the price itself the slim with a disk drive is $500 and the slim without a disk drive is $450 and then you can buy the disk drive for $80 so translate into pounds however you will I don't understand it I don't get it so it's a PlayStation 5 that's digital but you can pop on a disk drive if you want to and you can take it off at the same time for for what so what's what's is it better is it, is it a ps4 pro no version? no no no. it's not a hardware change literally storage storage size it's got four panels now as opposed to two which is supposed to help with cooling a bit better um and the price that's all that's different i think it looks way uglier than the PS5. The PS5 is not a very pretty looking machine as it is. But I think the Slim does look worse. I can't work out what this detachable disk drive is. I don't understand how or why what's the I don't get it. I don't understand it. I mean, yeah, it's a, it's a weird one, isn't it? Uh, if you want a digital, get a digital. If you want the disc, get the disc version. I don't know why you would want to buy the digital one and then buy a disc. So I was after. reading that apparently what it is, is um, from a manufacturing point of view, it makes it makes it easier to manufacture said PlayStation because you're not having to do two different iterations. So whereas now you've got the disc version and the digital version obviously the digital version now you've got no way of ever running a disc ever as far as i'm aware the new ps5 slim they're both digital but one of them you can fucking pop on a detachable disk drive if you want to and the, and the other one you can't that makes it a lot more easier to manufacture because there's there's no difference in the two or if there is it's very very little i did read that what sony's doing is the ps5 slim is coming to America first and then to the rest of the world later on. And they won't begin to sell it to the rest of the world until the current stock of PS5s has gone or is near to the end. But if there's people wait, if everyone's waiting for the PS5 Slim because it's a little bit cheaper and smaller, no one's going to be buying the new, the next, the current PS5. So that stock's going to take fucking forever to go down, surely. You see what I mean? Well, I don't know. There'll be a lot of people at Christmas getting it, wouldn't there? Um, I don't. I don't really get it, to be honest with you. I, I think. Uh, I, yeah, I just don't understand. Why would you want a a disc drive? Just buy the normal old one. Well, it, it's me... not that. It, it should make more sense to just buy storage than well, a whole new PlayStation. It says, Sony officially announced a new PS5 model with a detachable disc drive and one terabyte of internal storage. Often referred to as the PS5 Slim, this new model is slightly slimmer and shorter than the existing one, but will crucially replace both the PS5 and PS5 Digital Edition. In the US, the new model will cost $500 with the drive, um, while the PS5 Digital Edition is $450. The new PS5 has a significant overall reduction in volume by more than 30%. My PS5 is not loud. I've never heard my no. PlayStation. And an up to 24% reduction in weight. Well, I'm not carrying the fucking thing around everywhere, yeah. so I've never understood why that's a problem. Um, Sony has now now has a bulge at the side of the PS5 for the disk drive, which can be removed and replaced with a side panel, thus making it fully, fully digital. It looks horrible, by the way. That Have you seen the pictures of it? Yeah. It doesn't look nice. Um, 
There are four separate cover panels with the top portion in a glossy look while the bottom remains in matte. Um, if you purchase the base PS5 Digital Edition, you can add the Blu-ray disc drive at a later date as Sony is selling it separately for $80, which selling selling it separately for $80 or €120 Euros or 100 quid. 100 quid if you want that, right? Well, that's... But eighty dollars doesn't make a hundred pound. No, I know. Eighty dollars is about sixty-five, seventy quid. I know. So how are we getting a one out of that? Fuck knows. It's cheaper in America than it is everywhere else. It's bollocks. There are now two slits on each side, or and and dual USB-C ports at the front instead of the single USB-C and USB-A ports that are available on the current PS5. Get this: a horizontal stand will be included with the PS5 model. And a new vertical one that works on all PS5 models will be sold separately for £25. <laughs> 25 quid. The current fucking stand on your PS5 lets you do both. This is mental. So for 25 quid, you can have your fucking PlayStation standing vertical. So you so so the, the cheaper digital PS5 slim is now almost as expensive as the normal PS5 because if you want it to stand vertically, you're going to have to spend an extra 25 quid in order for that to happen. So why... Are we... Are they getting rid of all the old PS5s? Yes, it's not, it won't be made anymore. So that oh, it's just disappearing? So the, yeah, it's replacing it. So we're going to have relics of the past? It's a, yeah, so as, far, as, as far as I'm aware... Uh, the new PS5 model will be released in November in the US at select retails, blah, blah, blah. Uh, it will continue to roll out globally in the following months. Once inventory of the current PS5 model has sold out, the new PS5 will will become the only model available. Ugh. In Europe, it will be priced at... Uh, here we go. Uh, in the UK, it's £480 with the drive or £390 without the drive. Um, it's more expensive than it is now. The, the I've got when the PS5 well they hiked the prices up, didn't they? they? They've they had a thirty quid price increase since say, we got out. This was like four hundred fifty quid. Um, the official announcement of this PS5 model comes months after the device leaked and after reports last year suggested Sony was working on a PS5 with a detachable drive. Remember, ages ago, I was talking about it on one of our episodes. I said that there was rumours of a of a PlayStation having a detachable disk drive. You're talking maybe like 40-something episodes, something around there. Um, Sony also... It's almost like we're a gaming podcast that knows what we're on about, isn't it? Isn't that odd? Um, Sony also just wrapped up its first PS5 sale with steep price drops in the UK, Germany, India, and elsewhere. So what I don't know is the detachable disk drive, where it mentions the Blu-ray disk drive. I don't know if that is the same disc drive as what you can buy with it or if that's another one that enables you to play blu-ray discs because obviously our ps5s you can't play blu-ray on them i didn't know that yeah they're not blu-ray compatible dvds now i the fuck knows the but <sighs> 70 100 so these, quid these ain't the same shape then like they're not the same size or nothing are they they are my point being that have they not just sold like that. They look similar. So they're, so they're, they're similar shape, but slightly different. But I'd imagine they're well. It's going to be they're different dimensions, surely. So yeah, they are. Yeah. So all these fucking face plates and that they've sold for PS Five are just going to be pointless. So the the face plates that they've got for PS Five now won't work because the face plates on the new one are split into four. Yeah. So this is pointless then. So all these people that are fucking yeah. Like they might have loads of them, but then when their PS5 dies, they can't get a PS5 that fits them. No. So we obviously we spoke about it before, when the the other week when I said I clean my PlayStation. One of the main issues with the PS5 is the cooling, in terms of not that they fucking overheat all the time, but the the fans are on the sides which are covered by the faceplates, and you'll notice that when you buy second hand or third party faceplates. They have holes where the fans are right. because someone at some point has obviously gone, well, that's fucking stupid. We'll <laughs> just put some holes there to give it some more breathing room. Mm. So 90% of the of the, the third-party faceplates that you can buy on like Amazon and shit have those cutouts in them. Well, they've, they've, they've done that because it helps with the cooling, 
rather than just put holes in the cunt and say, here you go. Mm. It's it's very it's very I think it's it's a bold one to completely discontinue the current PS5 and then have a digital only. But again, that feeds into what I've been saying for such a long time. Gaming wants to go digital. It wants to do that. So the new PS5s will be digital only unless you buy the disk drive, which you can still detach and make it digital only. So, number one, I want to know how iffy is that going to be. If that breaks, that's going to be fun. What's the connections like on that? How easy is that to replace? How easy is it to tip, like put on and take off? Um, and I feel like this is a slight look into what it will be like to just not have discs. So I mean, and I was talking to Mark about it. What scares me the most about it is that currently, if you're on PC or you're on Xbox and you want to buy a game, you can load up a nice little website called CD Keys where you can get stuff considerably cheaper most of the time than anywhere else. And what they do is you buy your little game, they send you a little code and boom, you can go in whatever store you want and download the game with that code. Sony obviously don't allow that. If you want to buy a digital game, you can only do it through the PlayStation Store, which is notorious and so notorious to the fact that they're actually in the middle of being sued over how extortionate their digital prices are. To me, them making their next consoles digital only is terrifying because that puts the entire monopoly of whatever they want to fucking charge for their digital games in their hands and not anyone else's. So you've got a PlayStation store that can only you can only access PlayStation games through. You can never buy the codes and redeem them through the store unless you bought them through, say, like Amazon, which is never going to be something like CD keys. It's never going to be considerably cheaper. And they're at free reign to do whatever they want. And if that's a peek into the future and then eventually I reckon you'll end up with no disk drive because it's cheaper to manufacture games with no fucking physical presence. You know what I mean? You see what you see what I'm saying? Oh yeah. You end up with it's games just... that are just extortionate and it's like, right, well, I can't do anything about this. They've already hiked up the fucking price of PlayStation Plus. The other day they announced that they're they're bringing out a new streaming service for games for their 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 Mate, like their big um, PlayStation Plus, like the premium one, the top tier. They announced that there's a streaming service coming out for games, almost like PlayStation Now was. So they they are they are eager to go digital only and streaming. So I feel like the the necessity for a disc is slowly being filtered out. At which point I feel you'd have to think: Are you with the right console? If that is a, is that if that's the future, I mean Microsoft have got their digital only console. Of course they do, uh, but Microsoft also also allow you to buy cheaper games elsewhere and use them. Not on Xbox, I wouldn't imagine. Yeah, but you can buy you yeah you can get codes for Microsoft Store off of that CD keys. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I didn't know that. Yeah, right. But then, like I say, this has been on the horizon for fucking a millennium. People wanting digital only. Uh, and then, because originally, uh, the Xbox, was it Xbox? I think it was just next gen in general, PS5, Xbox. Before they came out, they got major pushback because they come out saying, one of them, if not both of them, said that you couldn't buy pre-owned games anymore. Mm. Uh, mm. Once you put that disc in your console, it's registered to that console, you couldn't lend it to your pal. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And they got major pushback for that. Um and then they reverted that decision. Be that Sony, be that Microsoft. I can't remember. Um, and, you know, there's a lot of people my age that prefer disc. Now, I've transitioned to digital only um, in the last couple of years. I have a disc uh, PS5, but I think I only own like one, maximum two PS5 games. Everything else is digital, just for the ease of it, because mm -hmm. it, I don't need to go and buy the physical copy I don't need to go out my way I live a fairly busy life nowadays so just to download the game it'll download before it's even release date and then I can come home that evening and it was ready yep. to go 
um, and you haven't got to put the disc in, let it install, update, all that bollocks. So I have transitioned, but there's always a part of me that's been fearful of the digital age completely swallowing up physical because once it's digital only, you own nothing. Yeah, you might have, much. You've bought the right to play the game. Yeah. But God forbid one day Sony just goes, you know what, we're going to go and make cars instead. Fuck this shit. Uh, eventually they'll shut the stores down and you won't be able to access anything with the thousands of pounds you would have spent on games over the years. Gone. Then yeah, you, can't, yeah. you can't access them. And that's always been my fear with things like Steam and stuff like that. You've got a massive catalogue of games that one day might just cease to exist. Yep. Um, and, and there's not really is a great deal you can do about it. I mean, look at the debacle with Nintendo shutting down certain stores of yeah. theirs in the past. And people are like, but I've bought loads of games. Yeah. And Nintendo are notorious for letting you or wanting you to just keep buying rehashes of the same game over and over again with no enhancements. It'd just be, this is the port of this game on this console mm. because Nintendo now uh, are the only company that won't allow you to play older games on your new system. Yep. So you can play old PS4 games on PS5. You can play old Xbox games on your Xbox, but you can't play old Nintendo games on your Switch unless you've rebought them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, you know what I mean? It's a scary, it's a scary way of doing shit, but... I do think we're destined for that and I don't think there's any way to avoid it. But yeah, you're right. I think once... once. Um, so I, let's have it right, right? I'd Given the choice, two PS5s come out, they're new, they're both slim. My PS5 breaks. There's a digital and there's a physical. I'm buying the physical. Hmm. Now, two PS, my PS5 breaks, two PS5s, one digital uh, or both digital, one comes with a disk drive. I'm going to buy a cheaper one. Because yeah. I don't want a little poxy disk drive. I want it embedded. I want it to just be... Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, so I I would just naturally transition for the price range, for the price of it, and because I just it doesn't feel natural to just have a disk drive sitting about. So I am... There has been a little bit of misinformation. So I am wrong with the CD keys thing. You can use CD keys for PlayStation. I th I think there was a thing where they were... I think where I've got it wrong here where I've, I believe they were trying to ban that from, from you being able to do that. I don't think they actually went through and was... I don't think they was allowed to do it. But I think that's where I've where I fucked up. I think it was Sony wanted to stop things like CD keys being able to be used on the PlayStation platform. Which ironically probably made the spotlight turn to them and go, well, why do you want that to be banned? Oh, look at the prices. Yeah. So if you've been listening, if you listen to that and were screaming, going, no, you're fucking wrong. I apologize. I was wrong. I've, I've now rectified it. You can go on CD keys to buy stuff. I'm just flicking through it now. Admittedly, most of the games on here, they don't have them in stock. <laughs> and I'm not seeing any like new games that are on here. It all seems to be old old stuff like fucking Star Wars Squadrons or Ghost of Tsushima. How much are they just for... I've never even known this was a thing. What, CD keys? No. Well, you didn't know what CD keys was? No. Never heard of it. Really? Well, I've heard of it, but... But I've you've never, never known, done it? I've never known what it was. It's just... it's just a, They send you a code to, for... It's for cheap games. What, what, what do you want me to look up? For Anything. A, for a game. Right, okay. So let's go back onto... Onto page three. You know. Um, and see something... Something that resembles any game that we fucking played. Uh, Horizon Forbidden West. Uh, 37 quid. Not bad. Uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Dawn of Ragnarok. Um, 8 quid is on here. Uh, and then they've also got things like FIFA points and f and Fortnite shit and, and PlayStation credit, PlayStation gift card. So... There's a £20 gift card here for 18 quid. I don't really know how that works, but there you go. Um, Spider-Man Remastered is 34 quid on here. Uh, yeah, it's just it's just a cheap. Um, I did. I used to remember how they how they do it, but I I can't now. But yeah, I agree that that digital age is being thrusted upon you, very much so. And I can't help but feel the the new streaming service that they've announced for their games ties in very fucking well with the PlayStation Portal, mm. very fucking well, because they advertise that it's it's seamless, um, like 
60 frames, 4K, blah, 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 blah. It all fucking relies on your internet connection and how many people you're utilising that internet at the same time. Mm. You can't boast shit like that on a streaming service, especially with games, when you're fucking streaming them because it entirely relies on the on the user, not the not the company that's allowing you to stream. That's another problem with digital only is, you know, you're, they're, they're, whilst be a small market, there will be a market of people that don't have internet. So they'll buy, they they'll buy a game out of the box and they won't get no updates. They'll just be like, well, this is the game I've bought and that's that. Of course they will. It's, um, I don't know, like, like it's just, it's just an odd one. It's really, really strange. I don't, I, I would love to know exactly how the digital shit works. Like, I, fu- I fucking can't understand how you can run out of stock of digital games. No, I don't get that. How does that happen? How, how does that happen? Just make another fucking code. I don't, I don't get it. I do not understand it. But like you say, you're not buying, you don't own the game. You're just buying the right to fucking use the game. And that's it. Which is no different to your social media. Mm-hmm. You, 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 don't, you don't own it. You own the pictures that you put on it, but the platform itself, you don't, you don't own any of that shit. You've just given, been given permission to access it and use it. And yeah, I don't want my fucking PlayStation to not be mine. No, well, Plus Sony are greedy cunts. They're fucking greedy. That PlayStation store is grim. This is where we are. I need a piss and a shit. And that was the conclusion of this episode. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you got Bogwell in there. I do. Oh, See you later. Uru. Uru.